0: Welcome to the After Dark Podcast, with Anthony James, and Conrad. This is an extra episode for your YouTube comments, because Anthony James and Conrad could not stop rambling on. What a pair of schmucks.
1: Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Hello and welcome to the After Dark Podcast, I'm Anthony James, and this is Conrad that's it hello yes he's
0: back again we, we did a, we did a slightly different intro that time and it's thrown me
1: yeah it's, it's, it's i, I don't know, i'll have to listen back i can't even remember what our intro is to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. but uh okay so he hasn't run away yet he still wants to watch dark he's he's still got crazy theories this this episode obviously is going to be about your comments in which uh you've sent a lot of them this week so we have 13 questions to ask him which uh it's just fantastic thank you very much if it does become more than this we were talking about it it's already at the point where this is going to be quite a long extra episode if i start getting 20 i'm probably gonna have to start picking and choosing so make sure your questions are really good is what i'll say
0: (laughs) yeah don't get don't hit us with those weak questions give us that good stuff yeah
1: and you know what i'm like i like to respond to in the comments and i like to get in discussions and stuff so i it is with a huge heavy heart that i would cut people's comments and cut people's questions but unfortunately you know we both have lives you know i've got a family i don't really want to be sitting up until one in the morning (laughs) answering all these questions um having said that I can't promise anything. Okay, so <laughs> follow us on audio apps if you haven't already. Subscribe if you want to listen to us that way. Um, and yeah, let's get going. A stranger from the outside. So yeah, um, question one, it comes from Alex. And Alex has uh, ta- uh, sent in the question a couple of times. So he's a regular listener. Hello, Alex. Um, and he says... Now that episode five has revealed the Michael twist, what is what's Conrad's prediction for the season finale? So the season oh, one finale, I would imagine.
0: Season one, I think that Mikkel and Jonas are going to. Well, Mikkel has already met him, but I think Mikkel and Jonas are going to like rumble Noah's operation. So they're going to go. They're going to travel through time again.
1: Oh, so you think? So in a way, in inverted commas, Jonas will sort of stop his dad from growing up sort of thing into being Michael
0: no I think I think Michael will still ultimately live in in the 80s and become Michael but I but I think uh those two are going to kind of go off and have like adventures while Hannah's not paying attention um and they're, they're gonna revolve around them actually learning who Noah is and what he's, what he's about. So I think, I think at least my, my expectation for the end of this season is that at least, let's say two of the characters actually know what Noah is doing um, by, by the time we, we, we hit the finale
1: okay um and you think it's going to be like in terms of Mikkel and Jonas it's going to be like sort of a Rick and Morty thing where Jonas is going to show up at the school and goes Mikkel we got to go you know and they yeah and they,
0: exactly screw this German lesson where you're talking about Faust let's hit the road
1: <laughs> let's hit the road okay awesome uh thanks Alex next one comes from Ari Ez. I'm not quite sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly I'm sorry uh does Conrad already know the, the Ariadne play um, and what does he think in connection to the dark theories about the Aradne story? Now, we've already touched on this, um, so we can just sort of gloss over it. Um, is it just a random play that is Mar- part of, or does it have importance to the overall series? Uh,
0: um, well, I don't. I don't know the play. I know the sort of roughly the story of like Perseus and the Minotaur. I've never, mm-hmm. never actually seen that play or read that play. But it, it's it, this is kind of what I was getting into in the main episode, where the amount of dialogue they've given Marta in the last two episodes from this play, it feels. like these last few episodes feel so overburdened with symbolism in her dialogue that I'd be really surprised if they're just using her as like a vessel to deliver metaphor. So I think there is going to be some significance to it. I think obviously this idea of like this red cord leadings, leading people through the labyrinth is a very obvious visual metaphor, but there is all this stuff about, you know, like breaking away from your parents and, um, and your like kind of disavowing yourself from your your brother in favor of the bonds that you form with with others um and yeah i've i've already said in the in the, in the the episode that i i think martyr's origins are going to be different than what they're initially implied to be um based on how how explicit it felt in this scene that might be completely wrong but it just yeah it feels so explicit that I'd be surprised if 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 it just turned out that she was just Ulrich and Katerina's child okay cool um let me think here. Was there something
1: else oh yeah I just wanted to say about the play now I don't know about you Conrad but in my school our school play was Annie, and it was a lot less dreary and dark uh, than this one. <laughs> this is yeah. just very monologue heavy. I was telling my wife this the other day. I was like, "Geez, like our school play had like a teacher dress up as a woman with balloons for boobs." You know, this this is <laughs> way more serious than we did. You know, uh, it, I
0: think it depends how old they are though. Like, because this this feels like a college play to me. It does. Like, yeah. It has that, it has that hallmark of like the really awkward uh sort of semi nudity of a seventeen year old in a college play where like the director wants them to do quote unquote proper drama, but yeah. it just makes everyone really uncomfortable um, yeah, yeah. so yeah but i, I think I, my plays were like a Christmas Carol and things like that,
1: yeah, or oh, yeah, yeah, of course around Christmas time, but uh, yeah, then my wife uh burst the bubble of the fun I was having remembering my school play and just said it's probably just like a drama exam. <laughs> Like, yeah, you know, they have to do it for their coursework or whatever. I was like, ah, oh, okay, okay, you're probably right.
0: Yeah, so it's it's all the it's all the drama students getting together to do some serious stuff.
1: Some serious acting because they're, they're they're such deep souls. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, next question from Adam McCready says, now that season one is taking shape, what are Conrad's theories? Now this is, this could go anywhere, like you know, <laughs> what are Conrad's theories about where series two and three are going to go?
0: So. I, okay, so I have one theory that is informed largely by the fact that it's informed pretty much entirely by the absence of a character, rather than um, rather than anything they've done. So, so are well, you talking about? Yeah, so I think I think Claudia is going to be important just because it feels quite poignant that no one's mentioning her, yeah. and um, I I think she's going to be a character who time travels. Okay. Based based on the fact that again, no one is mentioning her. Which to maybe means she already has time traveled. I don't know, but um, and I think I, I, I think in in future seasons we'll see other timelines. So we'll, um, and I, I still think characters like Jonas um, and possibly Claudia are going to be important to the sort of time time travel at the centre of, um, of of Dark, um, but I think they're going to be you know operating in in different timelines and seeing different stuff. But it's it's kind of. It's so hard to call where it's gonna go from here because, you know, it is, is it going to maintain the sort of character drama at the center of this show through three three seasons? And is it gonna be a case of, you know, there's a handful of characters who have no idea about all the time travel stuff that's going on and it's just kind of, it's just analyzing their familial relationships or, or is it gonna put that aside and go crazy? I really don't know. Um, I hope it doesn't because I like, I like the character drama. Um, but it, it it could go so many different ways it really could
1: yeah it's true and and you 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 could almost get bogged down in the idea that everyone has to be involved in all of this crazy stuff and yeah. it, it it sort of if you do that yeah like that's that's fun you know too also trying to theorize about what everyone's doing but at the same time if you don't just stop and smell the roses as you go you'll miss the character work that's being done with certain yeah, characters yeah, that maybe you aren't going to be involved so
0: yeah i i i'm i'm interested to see if, if Jonas ever comes back to his correct timeline. I mean, I, I guess we, if my theory about him being The Stranger is correct, he does kind of come back. But I, but I mean, like, sort of properly return to his timeline. Because I, yeah. I, I, I wonder if he's ever going to get a chance to be a part of that kind of character work ever again.
1: Yeah, you think he's just off, off, off on his merry way now?
0: Yeah, off gallivanting. Off
1: gallivanting. Okay, awesome. Our next question comes from Brent. Now, I will say, Brent uh, is got a channel called the middleman. So check it out. He's done a video on dark. He's done a few other videos. Um, it's re- really, really good. The video that uh, Brent did on dark is, uh, I'll put a link in the description to his uh, channel. Um, because it isn't, it isn't the channel of the, uh, his personal channel that he comments with. It's a different channel, but, uh, if, if there's in his video about dark, there's a couple of jokes that I uh, just got me laughing out loud. So check it oh, out. Yeah. Um, it is, yeah, it's, it's, it's good fun. Um, there's a, there's a particular mention of a particular black hole in in relation to Francisca Doppler, which I, I just just oh, it was so funny the way he delivered his uh, his joke there. Anyway, so thanks for the question, Brent. He says, uh, "Episode six, uh, question for Conrad: Where does he think uh, the left tunnel? Uh, this is one I was alluding to in the main uh, episode, actually. Where yeah. does he think the left tunnel leads after the Sycamundus door?
0: Yeah, that is a really good question. Um, my thought." At the moment is at least to the future okay. um but it could also lead to the i guess the center of the labyrinth like where i, I in my head it, it leads to some you know bizarre like workshop where noah's hanging out and like there's doors to loads of other times um that that he's able to walk through but i think my first my first instinct was that leads to the future um and there is based on the themes um in this show so far about there being kind of a beginning and an end and they're kind of the same thing it would feel quite natural for it to have like these kind of binary end and beginnings you know you go right to go to the beginning in 1986 and you go left to go to the quote unquote end in 2030 or or, or i guess it'd be was it 2019 so it'd be 2042 um and um, it would be 52 yeah it would be 52 sorry yeah um Uh, and that those are the only two times you can go to. So that's, that's kind of what I'm operating on at the moment.
1: Okay, cool. Um, you don't think it's like a your your, your idea about the room Noah's room? Uh, my head immediately went to like the architect in the Matrix.
0: Yeah, I mean that is that's the other theory. Is it uh, it could be like an architect kind of room where it's just a bunch of hooded figures and lighting torches and chanting as they walk around a pool of dark matter or something, um, while <laughs> Noah sits in a throne. Um, I could, I, I would be perfectly happy for it to be revealed to be that as well. To be honest,
1: I'd love if the whole time it was just like this, like modern day, like sort of slash eighties time travel show, and then in like the last episode, it's revealed that it's all this big, these cultists, you know.
0: Yeah, that would be great. I, e- I hope Egon is, was like, right
1: the whole time. Satanists.
0: I'm telling you, so I I called it in an earlier episode. At some point, someone is going to cast a spell in dark, <laughs> and it's probably going to be Noah who does it. Looking at how he likes to dress and how he likes to dress his his staff.
1: <laughs> his staff, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, that was also a pun, you know, wizard staff. Anyway, yeah. okay. So uh, next question. Thanks, Brent. Next question is from Minerva Minus or Maver- Maverna Minus, I suppose. Um, do you think Bartos will end up being used for Noah's youth serum or like sorry, they're going down your rabbit hole here so yep. um, this, this particular commentary isn't confirming anything or denying anything but they're sort of going with you if you understand what I mean
0: yeah they're, they're encouraging me to continue my bizarre theories <laughs> yeah so um, do
1: you think that Bartos will end up being used for Noah's youth serum and encounter a different fate due to his smugness <laughs> um, or they actually said smuckness, uh which I I take as a uh, as a as a joke at us laughing at the schmucks. Uh, yeah, his schmuckness. Yeah. So, um, so uh, I think that this is based on the idea that Bartosz was in the car with with Noah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I I was thinking about this after the previous episode and didn't really get into it in my theories because it was a fairly minor one, but obviously the fact that Noah has that phone number, um, I well no okay i'm going to i'm going to start that again actually so bartos thinks that noah is is um eric's drug dealer and we know for a fact that bartos is just an idiot like he you know he might be after this episode i'll give him some credit he's a well meaning idiot sometimes but he is still an idiot so i don't believe i don't think that um Noah was in touch with Eric. I think he just knows that because he has sort of mastery of time. He just knows that Bartos has Eric's phone now, so that's a way of contacting him. And we also know that Eric's cottage drug dealing business was really just him and his father doing it. So, and I don't, I don't think his father has had any. I'm trying to remember his father's name now. It's um, it's been so long since we've seen him. It's completely gone out of my head. Who's father? Eric's dad. The oh Jürgen. Jürgen Obendorf that's it yeah um but so I I don't think either of them had any contact with Noah so I I think Noah is being used to presumably manipulate people in the um in the the present I wonder if he's kind of being positioned as the latest to join the sort of Ranks of the hooded figures, because Bartos is just stupid enough to be kind of lulled into accidentally joining a cult and then <laughs> and then it would be an interesting character arc for him to um, make that mistake because he's quite cowardly as well mm-hmm. and and then have to basically learn to take responsibility for his actions as he kind of did in this episode um, and and have some kind of redemptive arc where you know he 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 either brings them down for the inside or otherwise works to to help the quote unquote good guys to to fight against Jonas's um, fight against uh, Noah's um cult or whatever it is they are. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't I don't think he's gonna meet the same fate as Eric because I don't think Noah sees the same thing in Bartos that he saw um that he saw in Eric. I, I think Bartos's character is is a longer term plan for uh for now, and I could see him ending up being one of the hooded figures interesting awesome
1: uh, okay next question uh, Robert Barnt says what does Conrad make of the logo on Mad's pullover um, so it says uh, in, in German it says like you now let's do i uh, I'll try and pronounce this correctly atom energy nine dunke which means uh, nuclear energy no thanks what do, you, yeah. um, what do you what do you take from that
0: Um, Well, we know he went missing around about the time that Chernobyl happened. So I'm sure there were lots of T-shirts with those kind of sentiments where people had decided they they didn't trust nuclear energy. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think from a kind of realism perspective, I'm sure those things existed and were very prevalent in the 80s. But um, my theory about there being the prima materia existing underneath Vinden or in Winden or around Vinden, um, and it being manipulated by NOAA and presumably also the nuclear power plant obviously plays into that as well <laughs> because uh, if it, if the nuclear power plant is as I believe it is a cover for some kind of operation to I don't know either mine this prima material or try to manipulate it to to, to create the philosopher's stone then uh, then they're not to be trusted either.
1: Okay, Awesome, thanks, Robert. Next question. I'm sort of uh, not really adding much here because we do have so many to get through. Um, <laughs> so I'm sorry if it comes across like just, I'm just like, okay, get, yeah, let's go. Yep, uh-huh.
0: Give me, uh-huh. uh, give me enough rope to hang myself. That's all that we require, really. Here.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're all yeah, Let's let's just let's just get him getting things wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, question from Venla: Did Conrad know? Now we sort of answered this already, but we'll, we'll go with it. Did Conrad know that the dead kid they found in the first episode was Mads before it was revealed? No. Uh-
0: I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say no. I didn't. I briefly suspected it and then immediately dismissed it. So yeah, that is 100% something I I, I did not get right. Um, and I so, think you uh,
1: you immediately dismissed it for the same reason Ulrich did.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think it it is very believable. Like, and, and it's very it's a very interesting way of presenting uh, reveals by basically pointing at something that has been in front of you the whole time but mm-hmm. s- providing slightly more information and suddenly it all it all kind of clicks into place um yeah how could it possibly have been mads because you know we're in 2019 and he went dis- he went missing in 1986 what a ridiculous yeah. notion exactly exactly
1: um okay so the next uh, commenter uh last time i pr- tried to pronounce her name and then she commented on the next uh video saying that she loves whenever people try and pronounce their name but she didn't was tell it, me if uh, i was right
0: lucille lacroix, lacroix. That's it. Yeah. Lucille
1: lacroix. she didn't yeah. tell me if it was correct or not she just said she likes listening to it and oh. was presumably laughing so i'm gonna keep going with the incorrect pronunciation then um so she says uh if all the pieces are on the board do you think we're still going to meet new characters <laughs> this is gonna be your
0: this is gonna be your famous quote you know yeah all, all the, the pieces, pieces are where they should be <laughs> yeah. By episode five, I stand by it. Yeah. It will not be a new character. I'm sure of that. <laughs> no, uh, Lucille, I am fairly confident that when I said all the pieces were on the board, what I meant was obviously metaphorically <laughs> the pieces were on the board, but literally there are going to be dozens more pieces that we yet to meet. Um, no, I, I think I think um, there's there's so much that we we don't understand about what is happening that at the very least even if we don't i I, i'm kind of trying to get a sense of how many more characters are going to introduce just in this season really because i mean at some point you're you need to stop introducing characters because it gets it gets too. well you don't have to do it i'm reminded of game of thrones with this where basically it's it's the thing that was really compelling about game of thrones was that it had so many at least in the beginning that it had so many good characters that they'd be you know bumping people off left right and center but they'd just be replaced by equally good characters and and dark is kind of doing that as well where it's like here, here's your cast of characters and rather than doing what a normal tv show does where you have your you know cast of 10 characters and maybe the season ends with another character being introduced and one being killed mm-hmm. in this it's just like every new episode is like here's a new character here's a new thing don't worry about it like they're just going to keep on coming and you just have to keep track of it um so yeah i think there's going to be a lot more new characters and i i don't think i don't think that we i i, I now do not think that all the pieces are on the board <laughs> let's put it that way <laughs>
1: Yeah. Okay. Awesome.
0: There's another board that I haven't seen yet and they're playing a different game (laughs) to continue the metaphor.
1: Okay. Awesome. So, uh, now we have Lord Stannis, which, uh, you know, it's a pleasure to be in your presence, Lord Stannis. Um, for what it's worth, you had the rightful claim, I believe. Yeah, Uh, the
0: one true king of Westeros. Yeah, exactly. Like
1: they weren't Robert's children. Okay. So, uh, now that we know that Jonas is in 86 and has spoken to his mother Will he inevitably try to find his father too how do we uh, how do you see that playing out do you think that he will have he will have to tr- he'll try to convince Mikkel, uh that he has to remain in 1986 which is an interesting point
0: um I think that's going to be his next stop I think I think he doesn't want to speak to Hannah clearly because he had the opportunity to and he was just like no peace see you later and uh, and and walked off maybe that was partially due to him being Shots. surprised that mm-hmm. you know he actually is in the 80s but i get the impression that you know he, he has he has an idea in his mind about what he wants to achieve in um in the 80s and i think it revolves around speaking to mickle because i still think he has these abandonment issues with his mm-hmm. father uh, whether he's actually going to get the satisfaction that he wants from it I don't think he will because he's not like, I think what he hasn't wrapped his head around yet as a character is that even by going back to 1986, he's not going to be talking to his 40 or I guess probably near 50 year old father. He's going to be talking to 14 year old Mikkel. Um yeah. And I, I, I think that's going to be a conversation they're probably possibly going to have in the next episode. I think they're probably going to have it fairly, um, fairly soon. And then I think, I, i'm hopeful what is going to happen is those two are going to get together with the stranger and he's going to kind of shepherd them through their existence in the 80s or maybe he, they're just going to leave mickle behind and be like you're stuck here now dude you have to stay because jonas is important and uh and jonas and the stranger are going to go off and do their own thing
1: mm-hmm. cool cool uh so eh, even like even if what you say is all nonsense um, it's still it, it does it does, I agree with you, feel like it is imminent now. The uh the Jonas and Mickle storyline yeah. is coming to a bit of a head at the bit, you know, very I mean, soon. What,
0: yeah, like what uh, what else is Jonas gonna do in the eighties? Like his whole thing up until this point has been this sense of abandonment because his father killed himself. Like he he feels like a a a man out of time because Mm -hmm. you know he doesn't understand why he was just left on his own um and that's the conversation he wants to have with michael so i think i'd be really surprised if that didn't happen at least in the next two episodes yeah
1: awesome okay so uh jamie jet asks uh does conrad have any predictions for the stranger's motivation and what his plans are so i think we've touched a little bit about this in the future but you want to consolidate it into here that's fine
0: yeah well so obviously I think I think that is Jonas a grown up Jonas and I think they are working against Noah I think the fact they dress like uh Noah's disciples is an indication that they like Bartosz uh, were perhaps recruited into the Noah's cults and and escaped from it or turned on them um and I think that he's now actively working against working against Noah so yeah i think i think he, he is the sort of proverbial spanner in noah's works like he's kind of attempting to disrupt this 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 organization um every way that he can think of doing that and i think at the moment it's him just desperately sending kids back in time to like to try and get them in the wrong timeline so he can he can sort of get people on his side awesome
1: uh cool uh next question will duffy Conrad mentions he believes there are more than one group of people who have some sort of involvement with time travel. What do you think the motives of these groups are? Do you think that they'll be in opposition to one another? So you sort of mentioned that a little bit there, but you could elaborate maybe. And which characters do you think are involved? So obviously you think Noah and The Stranger, who you believe is Jonas, are involved. uh, So sort of outline more uh, sort of in detail uh, or specifically what you mean about the two the two
0: sort of groups that you're alluding to sometimes and what are their actual motives so i think noah noah's group is is the one one distinct group and i think i I suspect they're trying to maintain a status quo basically they want time to keep looping as it is because it's it's preordained maybe or it suits their ends to do that uh, as to what their ends actually are i can only really guess at that but but i think they're kind of the maintainers of the of the current um the current setup where time keeps on looping and they're achieving that by sacrificing kids then you've got the stranger who is kind of an outsider operating against noah to try and break the cycle basically and he's attempting to recruit Jonas, maybe Mikkel to his side by showing them what is actually happening, kind of pulling back the curtain and revealing it. I also think the nuclear plant is I, I don't think the, the people who work at the nuclear plant actually know what is is going on but i think they are also trying to leverage the same either prima materia or the, the, the same material that noah is using to to time travel and control time i think the, the the nuclear plant is kind of a government agency that is also trying to do that as well so they're kind of a third party that exists in this though how mm-hmm. successful they've been i don't know i i, I think going back to those barrels buried that that, uh, Claudia saw, they're all buried underneath the nuclear plant. I wonder if they're kind of harvesting the material and don't really know what to do with it. Um, Mm. And that, that's kind of the level that they've gotten to, but I think Claudia will um, discover what is going on as the head of the nuclear plant and will come into contact with Noah and, uh, and, and the stranger uh, as a kind of representative of that third group who are, who are dealing with this time travel stuff. Awesome.
1: Uh, yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned the barrels cause we haven't actually talked about, about them for a few episodes now. Um, yeah. it's almost as if they're studying. it's like Eric, it's almost as if the barrels don't exist. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, Eric, as a, you know, as I said last time, he's, he's yesterday's yesterday's news. We don't care about Eric anymore. Yeah.
1: Just take those posters down. No one's looking for him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Next question uh, comes from Annalise and, uh, she says, hey, Conrad, so after uh, you get more background on Regina for this episode, has your mind changed about her? Because she uh, puts here that she remembers, if remembers correctly, you didn't really like her much initially.
0: Yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of her to begin with because she she was very sort of capitalistic and motivated by um, essentially greed, like wanting a hotel to reopen um, so that she can make some money. But I think this episode really smartly, uh recontextualizes her sort of snappy behavior um because she obviously doesn't she's obviously not hard up you know she runs a hotel and at, at the beginning it's like okay the hotel's not doing very well so that's probably why she's stressed but then if she's married to alexander mm-hmm. alexander's not poor and they're, they're clearly not poor so i'd be surprised if money troubles were actually what were concerning her there and and, and i i suspect it's more just that she has this these health concerns going on which are making her snappy and and irritable in everything that she does Mm -hmm. um which what you know it doesn't completely excuse her for being the way that she is she's it certainly goes some way to explaining it and um she you know she's just a very believable character like she uh, as as someone who has known people who have gone through you know chemo or had um cancer scares it can it can affect you in quite affect your character in quite significant ways and it's totally believable I think the way that she's behaving so um, yeah I, I'm definitely more positive on her and Alexander's relationship now that I've had a chance to to see them a bit more and conversely uh, as I said in the, the main episode I'm I'm kind of turning on Ulrich and Katerina um, as we see more about them
1: yeah. awesome uh, Anna also says cool podcast by the way and in my mind I just want to say no I'm mickle
0: <laughs> yeah nay it's been conrad yeah exactly <laughs> it doesn't really make sense in that context
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay um so there we get last last question from uh, beatrice and uh and beatrice says greetings from brazil that's great first oh, wow. one i've known of from brazil that's great thank you very much for listening um and there's a few questions here so first is uh conrad i know that you have some theories about alexander what do you... yes, is Alexander. He is
0: Yassin. We've established that.
1: So uh, what do you think is his goal? Uh, after watching this episode, what do you think about his relationship with Regina? So his goal and his relationship.
0: So his goal... I think that he is... I, I don't know how much he actually knows about the 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 inner workers of the power plant i think i think he probably he knows that they're you know trying to um harvest this material or do do something with this material but i i I don't think there's been much progress made since the 80s in whatever you know government agency is trying to to experiment and and work with this stuff um because if there had been we would probably know about it or maybe we wouldn't know about it maybe that's that's why we don't know about it because they've they've mastered it and now control time. Mm. Um, so I I, th- I think he's I I get think he's just going to be kind of like a middle management guy. Like he comes across as this sort of like corporate overlord, but he's actually not anywhere near as in control of of the things as as he appears to be. And when I I wonder if he's going to come up against people who really are in control of this, like Noah, and he's just going to come across as completely out of his league. Um, and I think the the efforts to humanise his character in this episode um, will go some way to making that reveal much more, uh, making him much more sympathetic in that reveal because we won't be like, how oh, you're an idiot, Alexander. You, you know, you had this coming. It'll be more like, oh no, he's actually quite caring towards Regina and, mm. and he's way out of his depth, um, which, yeah, I think that, I, I think that's going to be the direction it goes in just because he doesn't actually seem that menacing. He's obviously... Obstructed a police investigation, um, but I wonder if he's obstructed the police investigation because he knows that they have nothing to do with it, um, rather than because he's actually trying to hide something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that could be that could be entirely wrong. Watch this space. When in a week's time, it's revealed that he's actually like the Machiavellian mastermind behind all of this.
1: Yeah. And out of curiosity, um, do you reflect upon his actions towards not letting Ulrich into the plant any differently now that you know that Ulrich used to bully his wife?
0: yeah i think uh, that's a good point actually i hadn't i hadn't really like mentioned that i think there's there's personal animosity there um and obviously knowing what we know about Ulrich's character we know that he is he he's quite he he's an interesting kind of loose cannon Ulrich, because he's a, he's a loose cannon in the actual realistic sense rather than the sort of cool dirty harry sense like yeah he's what a loose cannon cop would actually be like in real life where he's dangerous and something to be feared rather than someone to cooperate with. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, I, I, it's kind of understandable that Alexander doesn't really want to cooperate with the police um, given, given his relationship with Ulrich. So yeah, I, I, I think I, it's a really, really good recontextualization of, of the uh, Tiedemann's um characters this episode and it's as as you said like it feels like every kind of family is getting their own little episode just to Mm -hmm. give you a glimpse into their into their lives and flesh them out further and this was this was a really good one for them yeah
1: awesome uh and then last question from beatrice here which is our last question now um i'm gonna put the question across as i understand it to be asked okay Okay. um so initially beatrice thought from the previous episode episode five like uh she was definitely in the camp that it wasn't an actual rape in terms of Katrina and Ulrich. she 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 didn't believe Hannah from the start okay um and i think f- with that bearing that in mind do you feel any differently about that having seen what you've seen in this episode
0: um i i don't really feel differently about it because I think there's a there's enough of a question mark around Ulrich Or well, like we we know that Auric has the capacity for violence. We know from the uh, admittedly brief but you know still present cutaway to Katerina that it, it like at the very least it was like a distressing sexual encounter for her, if not outright rape. And although we know that Hannah pro- like possibly w- reported it maliciously I think there's still an element of truth to what she said so it might it's it's hard to really know and I think that the show is being very explicit in not telling you whether it was a rape or not I think that they don't want to give you the answer to that question because they want you to consider what you're being presented and I, I think it's it's not necessarily for us to sort of draw a sort of binary conclusion one way or the other to say yes he she, he definitely raped Katerina or no he definitely didn't it's more just to sort of collate all of the accusations and all of the the behavior that we see against Ulrich into a profile of his character which is frankly like not looking great uh, at the moment, and I think that's really what they're trying to do here is is not like say have us kind of pigeonhole him into this role of of this this guy is a rapist, but just to say he is not a nice character. And I- even if what Hannah said isn't explicitly true, there's certainly a kind of there's a body of evidence against him that suggests it's not outside the realm of possibility.
1: Yeah, and also I would add in the matter even if even if there was no if if it turns out to be that there was absolutely no sort of abuse or sexual abuse at all in that uh, encounter, the fact that the creators of the show left us with the image of Katerina's eye um, makes, makes us know at least that's how they want us even for a brief moment to view Ulrich.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like they want you to think about it. Um, And yeah, I, I don't think it's because they want, they want you to sort of start making moral judgments. It's just, as you say, they, they want to create this image of Ulrich as someone who is at the very least potentially capable of these kind of things. Mm -hmm. Um, just to, you know, make you really think about whether you would want this guy as a police officer in your town. Yeah,
1: exactly. All right. Thanks Beatrice. Uh, that's us for this week, I think. So thank you very much for listening uh this one we tried to keep the main episode a bit shorter i think we succeeded and this particular i think this question episode is going to be the longest one so far because we've got so <laughs> ma- so many questions so if you want to make a comment actually by the time this goes out it'll be too late so never you worry <laughs> yeah we record the podcast on a thursday and this won't be going out till saturday so
0: that ship has too sailed too late
1: um so hopefully you all left some comments otherwise <laughs> we're panicking at the, at the present when you're listening to this but um i'm sure you did uh, if you want to listen to us on audio podcast apps uh, subscribing over there really would help us out so thank you very much if you have subscribed um leave us a review we're not gonna we're not gonna say give us a five-star review if you think it's a one-star show put one star we don't you know be be honest we're not gonna beg for five-star reviews are we conrad
0: uh come on give us a five star review <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right awesome uh so until monday then when we look at episode seven it's all hot and
0: up now does that one have a german name
1: uh yeah i'm pretty sure it does but i haven't actually checked
0: okay good well either way i look forward to pronouncing either more latin or more german in a week's time
1: yeah. any any uh fluent any uh any first language latin speakers out there <laughs> yeah. let us know how we did
0: <laughs> any romans in the crowd
1: yeah. yeah uh okay awesome thanks very much guys uh we'll see you later
0: goodbye yeah goodbye thank you for listening to the after dark podcast make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode